Hello and welcome to episode two, season two of the Fantasy Fitback Pod. We are the podcast that talks about Scottish football through the unique lens of fantasy football. My name's John. I'm joined as ever by Scobie. And Scobie, all I can think in my head is stag, 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 stag. We got on a stag this morning, night, John, man. Oh, potentially, potentially, potentially. First one. A former, Ooh. a former podcast guest. Correct, correct. Yeah, shout out to the main man himself, the stag incumbent, Ross McIntosh, Toshy, not, Mr. Perry. Not quite, <laughs> I'm not quite sure what I'm going to do myself, to be honest. We've not been there, uh, not been a stag in oh, too long. At, at our age, they sort of come thick and fast, and, and we've just been, we've been, we've been starved of one, really. We have. Football's back. We're going on a stag. Yeah, feels normal. Fans back in the stadium. What yeah. next? Yeah, I, I wasn't ever up for the new normal. This is this is it. We're back, and it still We're feels so good here in season two, episode two. Look at that. Oh, we it's nice, back. isn't it? It's really nice. And I think was it six hundred we tipped over in our league in the fantasy football uh, pod league this this week. We did. We'll summarise the league uh, standings as ever towards the end of the app. But six hundred. Thank you Ooh. to everyone that joined. You're going to have to listen, listeners. You're going to have to listen. You're going to have I mean, to, exactly. Week one, it was so exciting, it wasn't it, Scobie? I was waiting for that Rangers team news coming in. Um, what were you doing? You were on the golf course, is that right? I was on the golf course, yes. Did I miss the starting 11 announcement before? Yes, I did. <laughs> did, did you miss uh, Stephen Gerrard, Tom Bowler? Yes. No Alfred Yes, Bregger, I did. No Borna Barisic. There oh. were shrieks. There were shrieks of pain across the globe. <laughs> Oh, must have been one of the top vice captain choices. I've not seen the stats yet, but he must uh, have been just wiping so, people's point. Um, you know, yeah, you've got to look. I mean, just a point on that, listeners. In all seriousness, the before the first game of each game week, you will get the team news about ten minutes before the deadline of that first game. Uh, and when there's a team like Rangers, who we're all most likely tripled up on, it is important just to try and uh, take yourself away from whatever you're doing. Go and have a shite. And just sit on your phone and make sure uh, you get those uh, all-important transfers in and three players played. <laughs> yeah, learn, learn, learn. I mean, also Alan McGregor, that was a big shocker, wasn't it? I think uh, people had decided to, to yeah. invest there. Um, I think he was a big, you know, kind of third-choice mm. Rangers player for a lot of people. Uh, John yeah. McLaughlin, that opens up a door if John McLaughlin is to be the regular starter. He's only priced down at 2.6 million at the moment. So it does massive value, 0.2 million cheaper than the likes of Matt Macy and Xander yeah. Clark. So, yeah, keep your eyes on that um, and, and move on it quickly if we could. But I, I still think there is life in McGregor uh, this year yet. Aye, it's just rotation now. For me, Rangers goalkeepers are no goes because you just don't know. You might as well get there's, there's plenty of keepers out there that are going to start every game. Um, yeah. And those, those are the guys that I'm looking at. And it, yeah, it's as you say, it's the Matt Macy, it's the Xander Clark, who will come on to. So, sorry, we've, we've sort of just, we've just blown we just away here with episode two. And we haven't even given the listeners a structure. And we've probably still got a few new listeners. So we're going to break, we're going to take a step back, Scobie. And in part one, we are going to go back to our favourite, which is bra or no. So that is where we pick up something that we think has been bra in the week. And we think something that we just say no in the week. Is that not right? Or no? Bra or no, bra and no. We've never got to the bottom of what it's called, but there is a bra and there is a no in it. 
There is, there is. Part two, Scobie will take us around the ground, some of our three favourite fixtures from the weekend, the ones with the most talking points, and we will put Fantasy Football Scotland twists on them for you listeners. And then in part three, I mean, Scobie is shiting his pants. I can see it. He's worried. He's sweating. We've asked Twitter for questions going into game week two, and part three will be covering that, amongst other things. Three months off. Now we're back with the questions. I guess I had my, my time away from it. So, yeah, bring it on, bring it on, <laughs> listeners. In the mastermind. All right, bros, I mean, I mean sh- shall I kick us off, Scooby, this week? Kick or us off. What you start John. Go on. I, I feel like just, I mean, I had this bro actually written pre-recording tonight, Thursday night, post-St. Johnston heroics against Galatasaray. And it was just the brawness of, of, uh, of St. Johnston in Europe, you know, Scottish Cup champions. So they get to go into Europe and they get this huge draw against Galatasaray and I was loving the scope of the banter between the two Twitter accounts or mainly just the St. Johnson Twitter account because if you remember when Man United went to uh, went to Galatasaray they had the welcome yeah. to hell signs up so St. Johnston uh, Twitter I've been having a right good laugh about this and I put welcome to Tullock <laughs> up in there and they had um, before there was fans in the stadium they had these sort of cardboard cutouts there's cuts up you're not a game guess who there was yes. sort of like them, those caricatures in the, in the stadium, and they were like, aye, Galatasaray must be shiting themselves. <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable. What a result, it, though. What a result. That, I mean, that's the thing. I mean, we can talk about all the pre-match build-up and how much fun that's been, but actually tonight, St. Johnston, fantastic. There's sort of everything we've grown to love about uh, uh, Davidson, St. Johnston. You know, they were, they were hard to beat, but they off, did offer something going forward. Um, and you know, eventually got the penalty, and now we know that Jason Kerr is on penalties for St Johnson's brilliantly tucked away 2.7 million in defence. Yeah. That defence will uh, keep a lot of clean sheets this season. Kept a good clean sheet at the weekend, so it's either Jason Kerr or for, or for me Xander Clark, who Scobie I think you picked out in week one as being yeah. a great shout for a goalkeeper. I mean, what a save he made right at the death there um, for St Johnson tonight, keeping them at one, one apiece in the tie. Uh, so for those those two guys, I think should really be in everyone's thoughts going forward. Absolutely, just a, a team with lots of characters in Johnson. That's why we like them. Big mm. game team. You know they show up in cup finals, yes. and I would yes. not be surprised if we're sitting here. You know, in a couple of weeks' time, we're talking about the fact that they got a memorable, uh, you know, victory over Galatasaray to go through. I would not put it past them. So let's see where it goes. Oh, stunning, stunning! What what first bra of the season? If I do say so myself. Uh, and I hope I've not set you up for a fall here, Scobie, but where are you taking us in this part one? Where am I going with it next? Well, I'm going to have a look at, at transfers. It's something that, you know, I think we could have, we could have spent two hours uh, last week <laughs> doing, a, doing a pre-season uh, opener, um, you know, predicting what might happen. But, you know, the reality is with transfers, you never quite know how it's going to land. We still don't know. There could be some flops, and I'm sure there will be in there. But I've got to say... The opening weekend, it was a fantastic one. We're going to come on to a lot of the games, but there's been some real standout new signings that I think really, really showed up in a big way um, in that first week. And there's a couple I want to pick out. I am going to start with a Hearts player first. We won't go too much into detail with it. We are going to talk about Hearts later on. But I want to pick out Alex Cochran. I'm trying to say 2.5 million. um, Started left wing back. I thought he looked very bright the whole Mm. game. He's a Brighton loanee. Uh, came in for us this season. Um, he looks like he's going to play. Whether we keep yeah. that five at the back going forward remains to be seen. I think mm-hmm. it's obviously going to be a little bit dependent on uh, people staying fit. 
but he's going to get a lot of attacking opportunity. Looks like he's already got a good rhythm going with Gary Mackay Stephen, um, who's going to be, you know, I think hopefully quite prolific for us this year. Um, so yeah, Alex Cochran for me is definitely a bra. I'm sure you're going to talk about Christian Ramirez. He had more heroics tonight. No, just can we just go in on Cochrane for a second there, Scobie? Because I actually had him down as someone to speak about in part two. Uh, just completely agreeing with your point. Um, you know, he's gone on the radar. He had eight crosses in that game against Celtic. Three of them corners, by the way, which is, is something we really like in uh, fantasy football Scotland. And I saw one of those heat maps after the game. And it wasn't, you know, sometimes people do one big dicks on the pitch, like big dick heat maps. It wasn't <laughs> one of those. <laughs> it was actually his positional heat map. And for that left wing back or left back position, he was as far up almost as, as a winger you'd expect to be. You know, he was further forward than the midfield players. Yeah. So that for me just screams sort of, you know, James Tav sort of type sort of um, uh, output potential there. Definitely. So just totally agree with that shout and it should be on everyone's watch list. A lot does depend on if we continue to play five at the back. I like that shape for us. I thought that was yeah. a, that it worked well, you know, and it, and it allowed us to play Kingsley and Halkett and, uh, and Suter. You know, so so that's a, that's a good thing, and it just gives him the freedom to, to get forward. And equally, Michael Smith, I thought, was impressive there too. But yeah, new signings for me are the bra, Kevin Van Veen, another guy we'll talk oh. about, um, and Christian Ramirez. I think keep your eyes on these new players. They've mm. maybe been undervalued, and there's definitely some value to be found there. So that's my bra. Oh, love it. And yeah, and, and some exciting characters there. You know, the Dutchman, Kevin Van Veen, you know, the, the CR9, as we're, as we're calling him up at Pataudry. Christian Ramirez bagged another brace tonight in, the, in, in Iceland. Uh, it's, it's great to see characters being brought into, into Scottish football. Um, so, yeah, this is a fun time of year when you get these new signings in Fantasy Football Scotland. Do you take the risk and get these sort of unproven guys to your team and... And, and they're kind of saying, yes, that is worth the risk and, and to get them in. So, no, lovely bras, Scobie. I mean, I hate, to, I hate to move you on to a negative, but if you had one, I think you've got quite a topical um, oh, negative. I, I, I think is, a lot is that right? Might have picked this one out. Um, we'll stay with uh, the, the, the theme of transfers. Um, and my gnaw, ladies and gentlemen, is going to be Joe Hart, the new <laughs> Selic goalkeeper. Oh. God, what do we say about him? Overpriced from the off, 3.2 million. Hart, who's you know clearly declined massively as a player since his days captaining Man City, arrives at, I would say, a washed-up goalie with very little recent playing time. He's going to be sat behind an inexperienced defence, which hasn't been bolstered yet. You tell me why he's worth 3.2 million and why on earth you'd be thinking about bringing him in. I, I think, yeah, I... I... I, I actually can't from a fantasy football Scotland perspective. I mean, he is now at what you guys, Scobie, quote, unquote, call paradise. <laughs> <laughs> um, I actually, so I think whilst from a fantasy football Scotland perspective, he's probably is a no-go because probably not going to make that many saves in comparison to, say, a, lower, a keeper lower down in the league. And yeah, it's such a high price point. I mean, 0.5 million, the most of that sort of average nice like bucket keeper Xander Clark we're talking about. I actually think he's going to be all right at Celtic. I think a lot has been made of his decline. Like, he's still quite a decent keeper. He's a hell of a lot better than what they've currently got. Um, so, yes, no, completely no from Fantasy Football Scotland. I think he'll be fine. Um, I'm not sure if it's going to be another Shane Duffy uh, type fiasco, as much as I'd love to see that. Remains to be seen. I, I'm kind of putting all the Celtic defenders into that bucket at the moment. And no, I think just based on how bad they looked, and they will remain this way until further notice. But, um, 
but yeah, that's my not. It's going to be my, my only not signing in general. I think some really good signings, as you say, um, and some good characters coming in the league. Mm, mm. I mean, and yeah, and, and Celtic at the same time, you know, brought, brought in the injury prone McCarthy, um, you know, former Everton player, once in his day, very good player, but a four year deal, just oof, stinky. And like 4.2 million, am I saying yes to that? Absolutely not. Get out of my team. Give me Jamie McGrath any day. So we will not be touching either of those Celtic signings with barge poles at Fantasy Fitball Pod headquarters. <laughs> I'm going to finish this section on a gnaw as well, Scobie. And it yeah. is gnaw to hands off our young Scottish talent in this brilliant Scottish Premiership. The Cinch Scottish Premiership, I should say, Scobie. We haven't called it yet. The cinch, yep. yet. The cinch. I'm cinched out my tits. Um, <laughs> I don't even know what that means. I might be getting cinched in my tits this weekend. No, I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Come on, oh, I've lost my thought. Where am I going? Yeah. Right, where are you going? Where are you going? <laughs> so there was a, sh- a £500,000 derogatory bid for Lauren Shanklin from a beer shot in Belgium, which was rightly put back. I mean, come on, half a mil, guys. Get a grip. Uh, so luckily Shags is staying put. Josh Doig, we don't even know what's happened to him. I mean, where has he gone? Was he with, I don't know if he's, he's gone on the moon. Is he, is he with those guys like Elon Musk? I, don't, I, I can't even tell where he's, where, he's, where he's gone just now. He's just been dropped off the earth. Can't get in the hips team. Not popping up at Watford. I mean, his head must just completely be burst. You know, if, they, if these clubs are going to come in, they should come in with serious money and just actually, you know, earn the right to take the Scottish player out of the league. Let's not have all this yo-yo and the right fanning about. It's just pissing me off, quite frankly, Scooby. Yeah, but I think, look, Doig uh, looks like it's going to happen. I thought Jack Ross uh, came out and handled that very well before the game on Sunday. Uh, made a decision that, look, you know, it's, he's not going to allow that to influence the, the, you know, especially the first game of the season, the way that mm. the team is going to play. And rightly said, you know, it looks like it's going to go that way. I think they hope they'd have got it over the line this week by now. Um, but I think another club's joined the fray from what we're reading. Is it Burnley? Is it Watford? But look, if they can get four or five million for him, you're going to take it and run. Because I do think Josh Doig's got the athletic ability to be a top player, but I don't mm. think he's there yet. Um, yeah. TBC, if he does get there. And I think yeah. they've got to, you know, and, and, and rightly, I was speaking to, to my friend, a Hibs fan, and he was saying, you know, if he was English, he'd be 20 million. Um, and that's yeah. probably not an unfair thing to, 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 to say. So look, but yes, give us real money. Yeah. Nah. Right. We done part one? Oops. Part one. Part one, Deep Matez. Let's go. Hello and welcome back to part two of episode two, episode two and season two. There's a lot of twos. Okay. I'm Desmond. I'm two, two, two. Uh, <laughs> Two to part two of Fantasy Fit by Pod. Scobie, do not forget that tonight Galatasaray were time-wasting at home to St. Johnston. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, it's good to have it back. It's good to have it back. <sighs> well, back. well, talking up, week one, what a week. Um, Ooh, the baby. game wanted to be big games. I think we, we sit here tonight, John, very happy men. Um, with how the season kicked off. But I'm not going to start there yet. My game of the weekend uh, came on Sunday. And it was at Fur Park, Hibbs Motherwell. Mm. Hibbs, who have got ambitions of, um, of, maybe rightly, ambitions of splitting the old firm this season. Could they do it? The way they looked last year under Ross at times, they looked certainly like a force to be reckoned with. And obviously we know Celtic's trouble. So 
starting off against uh, Motherwell side, which Graham Alexander certainly turned around since he came in. A few few odd results along the way, but you know, one of the one of the took you know more points than most teams in the league in that last stretch. I think only mm. Rangers taking more. So you know, he's coming and he and he's credit to him, Alexander. He has essentially rebuilt that squad um, over the summer. Decky's gone, Alan Campbell's gone, Devante Cole's gone. You know, Trevor Carson's got lots of players that, you know, were were mainstays of Robinson's team um, and certainly the team last year have gone. And then we come with a lot of new, unproven players. So, yeah, this game had everything. Motherwell twice went ahead, but Hibbs, to their credit, pulling it back each time. So to recap, and and, and for me, Nisbet, I'd actually move things around to bring him in just before... Um, you know, just before Saturday's deadline, I didn't have him in, and I just thought to myself, I need to have Kevin. This isn't the side mm. make room for him. And he was the star man for me. And I don't think the points quite reflect that. But if you look back on the three goals, first one, sumptuous pass, great to see him dropping back, making things happen. I think Kevin Nisbet's got a, that's a really good part of his game. Uh, he comes back, he wants to be involved. He's got a great pass on him. A couple of uh, you know chances that start. First one, of course, he puts in him again, he finishes off. Second comes from a lovely little dink from him, which quite, you know, uh, feasibly could have gone in, comes back off the post um, before it's slammed in to make it 2-0. So again, he's involved. And then the third, he wins the penalty through a clever shot, which kind of, which kind of yeah. drops it off the defenders out, um, which Boyle obviously comes in and, um, and takes mm. well. But I think Kev, Kevin Isbitt was, um, was fantastic that game. Aye. I lo- absolutely love Nizzy. I mean, I think I think Hibs are potentially the most exciting team in the league to watch this season, uh, just because rightly that I I do think they've got and amongst the Aberdeen as well to get again really go for that second spot ahead of Celtic this season. How catastrophic they look at the back. Um, but if you think about it, you've got you've got Martin Boyle's electric pace. You've got Kevin Nisbet, as you say, he's like so well so good at bringing the ball into play, uh, getting the, the the whole team into playing and into a nice way, and can also finish off the goals. You've got Christian Doidge coming off the bench. I mean, he would get into straight into basically every other team in the league. I'd argue, you know, eight other teams in the league. You know, he's he's just goals. So this hip side just is it just screams fun this year and you've and then i went i doubled up on Boyle and nisbet i'll be honest i've actually tripled up so i went macy and maybe regretting the macy shout because they were a little bit leakier the back than i than i was hoping jack ross had them um looking a little bit more solid last season but maybe they're just going to go for it this year a little bit more so in that way it was great and how brilliant and i know it was hips fans but to see away fans going bonkers after going one nil yeah. down two one down and to win 3-2, I mean, that is what football has missed. It was. I was watching it with a Hibs fan, and, uh, you know, maybe there's a bit of me that, you know, was, yeah, I, I couldn't help but smile. You know, take credit yeah. where credit's due. Um, it, was a, it was a great victory and done it with lots of character. But, yeah, the big fear is a lot of us have loaded up on Hibs assets at the back, myself mm-hmm. included on the likes of Matt Macy, um, Hanlon, Porteous. Um, you know, con- conceding two like that, um, it, look, it's credit to, to Motherwell. We'll come on to some of their players, which, are, which haven't played well um, and, and deserve those goals. But um, a little bit worrying if you have loaded up there. A few other players, though, from Hibs that I think are worth noting. Jamie Murphy actually probably didn't have his best game, but it looks like he's going to play. Uh, mm. Jamie Murphy is a top player. He does make things happen when he's out there. 4.6 million he is as well. So quite a bit cheaper than a lot of other options there. Um, I thought that um, I thought that Joe Newell, Caught my eye. He is a little bit of a player, from what I understand, that blows cotton hold. Cotton hold. 
Cotton Hold. Cotton Hold. Um, for for Hibs at times, but he was he was fluid, he was flowing, um, always looks comfortable on the ball, very relaxed place. And I think it's now interesting with all these other uh, things that were like passes, uh, interceptions, things like that that we're getting points for. You know, guys like this. Yeah. He's an all-round player yeah. in the box. So, I think Joe Newell caught my eye. But I think my probably my tip this season uh, within that Hibs midfield, um, I think McGuinness looks like he could be the one to pick out. He got the goal, obviously, on a Sunday. 3.4 million he is. Um, I think he's set to play a big role if they're going to play in there. Um, and, you know, he came in last... I mean, the guy was, you know, similar um, captain in his early 20s. It says a lot. They brought him in. Um, he didn't get much time last year. It was quite busy in the middle, particularly when they brought in Jackson Irvin. Um, but I think he's going to get more time. And he looked great on Sunday. So one to watch mm. for me, definitely. Yeah, nice, nice. I mean, it's going to be difficult to get people away from, like myself included, that Boyle, Nisbet sort of axis. But great to have these guys in the watch list. Really like that digging. Yeah. So thank you very much. Um, should, we, should we flip it to the steel men? We and, should. Um, I and I was just... Or do you want to go ahead on who you think? Take it away, take it away. We're probably well, I'll just pick, picking up on you. Yeah, I mean, I mean, there's only one man to talk about for the what's what's the smell, isn't there? I mean, you know, you you mentioned him in part one, and Motherwell. I, I, I like what Alexander's doing. I'm just a bit worried about them this season. As you said, they're a lot of, lot of turnover, and at, and at the back they do look quite quite leaky. But they have a man in Kevin Van Veen, the Dutch striker who uh, looked really really good obviously got as you said got his header he's 4.4 million you know sexy Dutch striker who's actually spent most of his career where Scobie? In England. At Scunthorpe. Scunthorpe. <laughs> <laughs> so not exactly that sexy but one stat that really caught my eye and something that maybe you don't get in fantasy football school but should end up in decent output he had eight dribbles on the pitch uh, this is a pitch that had Martin Boyle on it. The next best dribbler on the pitch only had two on um, at the game at the weekend. So uh, that for me really, really jumped out and is someone that maybe I'm not bringing in straight away, but it's definitely on the watch list as well. You love a big sexy Motherwell striker, John. Oh, I do. You don't need to talk to our listeners about that. No, but I know. Motherwell striker to be had, if he's going to be the most complete player in the Scottish League, then, you know, I'm sure... I've moved know. on fast, really. Yeah. I should have probably, yeah, you know... Yeah. Devante who? <laughs> I particularly liked Kevin Van Veen getting back, putting in some big meaty challenges as well. He's definitely going to endear himself to the fans with, with stuff like that. He's a, he's, a, he's, a, he's, a, he's a good boy, big physical player. I also was going to call it Kane Woodley. I had him in my team for a while um, going into it. He has some serious gas. Woo-wee. That boy can run. Uh, and I think he's going to worry defenders all year. Uh, mm. We had Portis and Hanlon turning on their heels a number of times running at them. Um, and yeah, they, they certainly didn't look comfortable with that. So, Kim Woodley one to watch. Uh, let's keep our eyes on Motherwell. I think they could be quite a fun team to watch as well this yeah. year. Uh, I think they've got goals in them, definitely. But, you know, Hibs, impressive, 3-2. And yeah. their, their, their season very well. Mm. Next game we're going to go to, John. And I'm going to pass it on to you. I'm going to let you take it away. We're not being self-indulgent this year, listeners, but we are going to talk about Aberdeen and we are going to talk about Hearts. But, you know, let us have it. It's first. first. Exactly. We're not bored of them. And actually, actually, you know, without being biased, I do think Aberdeen have been one of the more interesting stories to start the season, just because you've had a couple of those European games as well. And it's actually quite staggering how different this team 
looks just in the first sort of half dozen games this season compared to what it was under McInnes uh, last season and probably going back a season as well. You know, they press high. Um, they've got ideas on the ball. Um, they're not very solid at the back whatsoever. So that's just going to be quite a lot of fun conceding goals everywhere. Perfect example in Iceland tonight, you know, losing 3-2. And whisper it quietly. Actually, I'm going to say it loudly. Scott Brown in the middle is ticking things over. He's a leader and he just brings a completely different attitude to that Aberdeen team that perhaps has never been there. But certainly since Graham Shinney, we've not had someone in the middle like that with that aggression that just, um, you know, keeps everyone true to, to how they should be playing. Yeah. Fair, fair comments all. Fair comments yeah. all. Still early so, days, but... <laughs> it is. It is. So, 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 so the, game on, uh, the game at the weekend uh, against Dundee United, I can't quite work out if Aberdeen were really good or Dundee United were really bad. Because Aberdeen absolutely strolled this. Uh, so I'm a little bit concerned about United. They're another team I've got concerns over this season, Scobie. I mean, you know, Mickey Mellon last season, as we continually said, I think was was harshly done, critiqued by United fans. Um, you know, he did a decent, you know, that was their first season back in the Scottish Premiership. He made them really difficult to beat at the back. You know, they didn't concede a lot of goals. And actually going forward, you know, they, they, scored, a, they scored a fair few. Uh, yes, they could have been more expansive. But overall, you know, the mid-table finish, and they were really unlucky to miss out on top six in the end, semi-final in the Scottish Cup. So they've taken a risk, mm-hmm. and they've got Tam Courtson, who's a, quite an exciting young manager. Um, he, was, he, he was at Kelty Hearts, and he was in the youth team last year. Um, there was not a lot of youth on show in that United team at the weekend at Petodre, which would no. concern me. That was the reason he was brought in. You know, Peter Pollitt is uh, not a young boy anymore. <laughs> uh, so I'm a, I'm a bit concerned about United, Scobie. How are you feeling about them? Yeah, me too. I mean, look, it's um, it's one of those, I mean, there's going to be a lot of reliance on Shanklin. Again, I think he, from a fantasy perspective, it's kind of where we were last season for a lot of it. He's, he's probably still priced out at 5.5 million. I think there's a lot better options at that price range and below him. So from a fantasy point of view, there's not an awful lot of interest. Uh, Charlie Mulgrew, we did talk about it last week. Yes, he's got free kicks on his side and whatnot, but I think the defence is going to leak goals, as we saw an Aberdeen team that, you know, we're, we're good, but we're not great um, and comfortably scored two and probably could have had some more. Um, so, yeah, I, I, there's not a lot to be seen there. Um, maybe they will keep secrets now. We thought he might be on his way to Celtic, but that seems to now be, um, you know, I've been I've been done with, um, given that Hearts joined. So, yeah, uh, so Nicky Clark, always one to watch though. Nicky Clark, you know, if they can get him involved, get him forward. Um, you know, Nicky Clark was a was a was a big player for a lot of people last year, and and he remains there. So maybe. All right. So Scooby, do you want to hear a new chant? New chant for the season. Give it, give it, give it to Christian Ramirez. Pass him the ball and watch him score all the goals. <laughs> there you go. That's in your head now. What a chance. It was going around the pubs uh, outside Petodre before and after the game at the weekend. This guy is a poacher, as you said. I think he's a really good snip. I, I actually didn't put him in last minute in my team and I'm regretting it already. I think he's really good. Your other fantasy football Scotland value, and these guys are fantasy football Scotland gold, is Jack McKenzie, left back, 2 million. And uh, Ramsey, 2 million. Ramsey is on corners. Uh, he's got four assists already this season, if you include uh, the, the other one he picked up tonight in Iceland. Uh, he got the assist for Ramirez's goal. 
as well. Looks like a proper baller. Looks like these guys look like they're going to play a lot. So I would recommend getting these two million, so be two million pounds Aberdeen players uh, in your team absolutely ASAP. I enjoyed the tweet um, on Sunday after the game. I think it was maybe Joel Skedley. He said, I'm looking forward to the debate in five years' time as to how we managed to fit Calvin Ramsey and Nathan Patterson into the same Scotland starting eleven. <laughs> Absolutely brilliant. He, does, he, does, he looks like a decent player. Looks like a decent yeah, he player. Does, he does. He was fantastic. And he was fantastic against tonight backing it up. Um, anyway, uh, not anyway, a, I am done with Pataudry. Scobie, I will let you have your moment in the sun now. This was Hearts. <laughs> this was Hearts Rutley, who were wrongly pushed out, relegated from the Scottish Premiership. They're not and they actually that, John. We're not gonna go back there. They could like not have had a better first game, really. I mean, maybe Hibs, but I think Celtic is just one of those that, oh yeah, you want it, and uh, and and tell us, tell us, Scully, what happened. It is, and it and it's quite classic Hearts as well. I think Celtic's probably one of the teams, you know, just uh, apart from when we, you know, obviously ended the run a few years back, uh, Lafferty and another Cochrane were the heroes that day. Um, you know, those four goals we put past them at Tynecastle to end the run, amazing. But generally. You know, Celtic have had that, our number. Um, we ran them close, obviously, in last year's Scottish Cup final, which was the delayed Cup final before being beaten on penalties. So, quite a bit of hurt at the heart at the hands of Celtic, obviously, over the, over the last few years, where we have had results against Rangers and we have had results against Hibs always. But Big Ange is first league game, seemingly set to walk over. Go on, Ange. Go on, Ange. Open his account against a newly promoted side in Hearts, but as I say. Would that be classic hearts? Absolutely not. Um, for those of you that haven't seen it, we won't go too into it. Some calamitous defending on show from Celtic um, just throughout the, the game. I think that's going to be a fixture of their season. Um, very much so, especially unless there are other players to be brought in. Uh, near Baton is a bomb scare um, and has been for some time. But it was the new man, Starfelt, who was having a shocker for the first. Uh, Hearts kind of made, made some progress, moves on the right. Um, Starfelt gave boys far too much space, gets on the ball, gets his feet out, manages to play it across to Mackay Stephen. It's a bit of a melee in the box, Ooh. but that man, GMS, against his old club. Swimming okay. down the fourth. One nil. <laughs> um, Anthony Ralston who I think his defensive duties sort of escaped him time and again um, throughout the game he did level with a, with a kind of mazy run and a nice little finish I think one that the Hearts midfield and backline who were otherwise solid all day uh, won't want to see again 1-1 and it was you know kind of I never felt like we were going to that was going to be it I really did it was one of those games I just knew something was coming Um Suter had a chance shortly before, which went just wide, um, and the goalie hardly moves for it. So there was there was signs coming, but yes, cometh the man, cometh the hour. John Suter, he's been plagued by injuries over the past few years, um, and his very obvious talent has sort of you know been unseen by many. But I don't think anyone could begrudge him that winning goal on Saturday night. It was it was brilliant. Bain, I have absolutely no idea what he was doing. <laughs> he's in there. no man's land. And, then he goes away and he's also not in the middle <laughs> of the goals. He's near the left post or the left corner flag. And then he sort of just launches himself. He does make the goal look a lot better than it possibly was. But yeah, credit to Suter. 2-1. What a start 
from Nielsen and the boys. Great scenes at Tiny as well. It was really good. You know that's you know that Suter is it's only his third um, premiership goal of his career. So before we all jump on the John Suter bandwagon and think he's going to get 10 no, goals I don't think season. go with the John Suter. I mean, not least because the injuries are, are always a concern. Yeah. Just, you know, I don't think it's going to be trying to follow. Um, but no, I thought we were good. I thought we were good. I thought, you know, but it's, it's about backing it up with Hearts now. It always is. Um, I yeah. think there is some value in that Hearts team. I think a lot of people have got boys. We've talked about Cochrane. Um, you know, there's a couple of others, I think, Josh uh, Janelli is going to be a, a, a popular one too. Um, so keep your eyes on him. He's a good price at 3.4. Um, so yeah, there's, there, there's, I think actually, you know, maybe it's going to be, I didn't think I'd be saying this, but maybe it's going to be Hearts backline. There you go. Well, Alex Cochran, as we already said, was a good shout. I mean, just flipping it, we've got to talk about Celtic. We talked about how shite they are at the fence. They do have Dundee at home this weekend and yep. they are going to win more games in this premiership than they lose. And they are going to score a lot of goals, you know, more, more unlikely sort of top three, top four goal scorers in the league. Surely we've got to have one of their players in the team, Scobie, have we not? Yeah, so I, I personally had a... I actually do have three. So, um, no, sorry, I will correct myself there too. Bill Abada, um, who yeah. looked quite good in pre-season, I brought in. He's a good price at four point eight million. Um, uh, you know, so I think you know perhaps. He, him. Yeah, he scored tonight. Um, tonight against uh, yeah. in Europe, Jablonek or whatever they 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 they're, they're called. Uh, yeah. So that was decent. Furuhashi scored as well tonight. Really nice mm-hmm. first touch. Mm-hmm. So you know, McGregor was a proper shape. You know, Forrest and Christie scored. You got these four actually midfield options. Uh, that all scored tonight in Europe. So you, you're probably looking around one of those, I suppose, aren't you? Just um... Yeah, I think Abada for Hashi probably provide good value. There's absolutely no way of taking us and Eduard um, no. that value. He looked yeah. so bad against Hearts. Um, he was a bit of a slow starter last year as well, but he just doesn't look like he wants to be there anymore. And it's, and it's really starting to show in his in his yeah. he's been he's, he's been awful to play against for Hearts. Um, he's got an unbelievable record against us in recent years. Whenever he's played us, and he, and he just was so not at the racism on Saturday night. So um, I yeah. think as soon as they can get rid of him, if they can get rid of him before the end of the um, the window and reinvest some of that money, then that's probably going to be a good thing for Celtic. Mm-hmm. I think it's an interesting way to point. Actually, you sort of touched on there is that the premium fantasy football Scotland striker assets are not ones to go for, no. um, and it is going to be you know putting your money probably more into you know, that heavy Rangers defence and then keep getting your premium midfield assets uh, that, we, that we've discussed quite a lot so far. So um, it's, quite, it's quite an interesting one. Definitely. Unless someone signs Messi. <laughs> Going to be a free agent. <laughs> oh, where would you want him to go? Uh, where would I want him to go? I would say Hamilton, but they're not in the league I anymore. Would, I, would, I was literally about to say, yeah. Uh, Brian. You see Hamilton 4 0 down at the weekend and drew four all. See, we're missing them already. <laughs> I love we're still talking about Hamilton tonight. Uh, really yeah, I at some point. Anyway, I think that wraps us up for part two, John. <laughs> Hello and welcome back to part three of episode two, season two, Fantasy Fit by Pod. Got the numbers right that time. Nailed it. Scobie. Uh, for those listeners that are tuning in for the first time, part three, we, we go out to Twitter, we reach out and ask 
uh, for questions, thoughts, how they think, how our listeners are thinking about going ahead this weekend. I put them to school bay. He shakes his pants, and then we all go home. So we're uh, we're all ready for this this week. School bay, are you ready for the first question? I'm ready as I'll ever be. So this is from Asika Jordan. Yeah, yeah, big big fan of the pod. Always wants to get in touch. He's actually, he's actually come in with a hat-trick of questions, so we'll fire through them. But I like, I like the first one. So maybe a little bit more philosophical, just to warm you up, Scooby, rather than actually just about pure players. So, you know, it, it, it's asking the question, with the rule introduction this year in Fantasy Football Scotland of being able to roll a transfer. So that last year, it was usually to lose it. This year, if you don't do a transfer this week, you get two next week. You know, given that it is just week one and... You know, whilst we think we have a feel for these teams, it is only one performance. Should we just roll the transfer this weekend? Is that something that's in your thoughts? Yes. All right. <laughs> I, think, uh, I love that question. I couldn't have written it better myself. Uh, I absolutely think that we should be doing that. And I think I'm going to do that myself. Mm. Just because of having the luxury of rolling a transfer. But yeah, I think it's too early to, to make a, a, a change. Yes, mm. you know, okay, if you're sitting there and you've not got Calvin Ramsey in your team, you might be going, oh, God, you know, better get him in or, you know, something like that. But, you know, come on, give it some time. You're not going to have to take point hits. You're going to get two transfers to make. You know, you could even make three transfers, take one hit and get three new players in next week. Uh, so that's, that's definitely the thing to do. Yeah, I think unless you've got a big fire to put out, you know, unless someone's injured, suspended. I mean, I mean for me... You know, Charlie Adams, I think you might just have injured over him the whole time just because they're never yeah. sure about Charlie Adams' yeah. fitness, you know, yeah, but yeah. for whatever reason that is, you know, too much shagging or... Um, yeah, I yeah, I think Suter will be <laughs> like, probably injured. Is he like, yeah, never quite known, but unless you have a big fire, like, I hope everyone, you know, should have taken a decent amount of time getting that game week one team. You went with those players because you trusted that you'd have them for a few weeks, so unless there's a big fire, I do think uh, that this is this is the right the right thing to do, uh, you know. Having said that, I probably will end up making a transfer. <laughs> I'm definitely not. You can hold that. Hold me to that. I'll be, there'll be a no fit oh. state to do on Saturday morning after the first night of the stag day. So I will be uh, holding. I'll set my team now and leave it. Very good. Very good. All right. Um, second question is is, is sort of about uh, Sakala of uh, of Rangers uh, fashion fashion. Yeah, call him fashion. Uh, what no, well, he I know. Jo- well, I wish he tweeted. Us, he didn't. Fashion. Yeah, yeah, so fashion is asking, you know, big fashion. Basically, fashion has said, I only had 15 touches of the ball against <laughs> uh, against Livingston at the weekend, against Martindale's men, just because Martindale did such a job on me. No, I only had 15 touches of the ball at the weekend. And he had no shots on goal. And Rangers were rampant for a, a wee section of that game as well. Um, is it is it time to 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 move him out the team and and, and get someone like Rufin maybe or Itin or is, am I just panicking? Um, yeah, again, Luke, sticking with what we've said, Aye. give him another week. Um, it's a difficult one, isn't it? There's a lot of mouths to feed there. Itin has started scoring goals again, so he looks like he could be a factor. I do think Ruth was good when he came on. And he, for me, is the best all-round player out of the four um, from what we've seen. You know, he's great last year. And I think Morales is the one that you're really worried about um, and, and you wouldn't be going near. So, yeah, give him, give him another chance uh, from my point of view. Yeah, sounds good. Like- all right. 
Uh, yeah, I think so. So Richie has got in touch and he's asking, should he vice captain Martin Boyle or Ryan Kent this weekend? You answer that. <laughs> you answer that, John. All right. Um, who am I thinking? I am thinking Martin Boyle because Hibs have Ross County at home. Uh, you know, Cody were involved in a pretty drab affair uh, against the Super Jays at the weekend. However... Um, I think Hibs look so good going forward. Boyle got another one against um, the Croatian team, Ridjica, tonight in the 87th minute. This man's on fire. Uh, he's on penalties, so it's Martin Boyle. No-brainer for me. Uh, there's another one got in touch here. Scobie Josh McSee is asking whether to go with Callum McGregor or Furuhashi at Celtic Park. Um, well, given Farage didn't start last week, you're probably going to go with McGregor because you want players to be mm. playing. And McGregor's had a good start to the season with a couple of wonder goals. Um, obviously, buoyed by that goal in front of us against Croatia. Um, I'll be back in the summer there. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know, probably McGregor at this point. Yeah, I think McGregor's the safe shout. I think if you want to roll the dice, it's for a hashi, but I don't think it's time to roll the dice just now. It's early on in the season, so just yeah. keep it safe for McGregor. I think there's more right. options than McGregor as well, so look elsewhere. Super. So we have that was a good question. Twitter guys get in touch if they can. That was decent. Scobie, it's the first time we're going to first our six hundred man league. Just take it away. Hundred man league. Let's just let that sit. Or women. Take that in the fancy fit by pod league over six hundred, and I'm down in four hundred and sixteen. <laughs> uh, so anyway, yeah, uh, very easy this week. Our inaugural league leader and week one champion is Tab is only 6.5 million Flynn Bradley interesting name but uh, 103 points for uh, Flynn really impressive <laughs> given he had he used no tokens um, mm. and he just basically had everyone you'd want he sits 10th overall wow. in, in the mega league so impressive stuff from Flynn um, yeah, I mean, go and have a look at his team. It's it's a cracker. He's, he's literally got everyone that scored or did anything good apart from Cal McGregor. Um, so, yeah, very exciting. Go off to a flyer. We'll keep you posted every week um, and let you know who was the top point scorer and who's top of the league. Superb. And I, I like his team name because I think Tab will go up in price this week. So he's only 62% owned. So he'll go 6.6. Yeah. .6. All right. Well, that is it for episode two of season two. We won't be here next week because it is the League Cup quarterfinals, Scobie. Uh, so we'll be back in two weeks uh, to preview week three. That was a pleasure. Never a chore. Never a chore. All right, all the best this weekend, troops. Keep active on the Twitters um, and let us know if you've got any dilemmas. But roll those transfers, baby. Stack, 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 stack. <laughs>